This is The Hidden Why Podcast, episode 602 with Chris Patterson. Enjoy. Well, you can have everything you want out of life if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. G'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to The Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Lee Martinuzzi. How the heck are you? Guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode at The Hidden Why. Guys, today I'm bringing you an interview that I did with Chris Patterson in efforts to encourage you, inspire you, educate you, and assist you to live your life with a greater sense of freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. And this is a cracker of an interview, guys. I really hope you get something out of it. I sure did. Now, everyone goes through certain moments in their life that change them forever, and Interchanges CEO Chris Patterson had that moment back in 1997 when he was fortunate enough to meet the late Zig Ziglar, who has been world-renowned author, speaker, and motivation to millions. Chris was fortunate enough to be offered a 12-month mentoring under the wings of Zig Ziglar, and that changed his life forever. And now what he does, he goes on to help others do the same, both in coaching, but also through his organization that he founded, Interchanges. He is the CEO there and he helps businesses maximize their revenues. And to date, he has helped businesses achieve over a $1.5 billion growth, I believe it is. So guys, there's a lot to learn from Chris and the lessons that he shares from his learnings from Zig Ziglar as well. Guys, it's a good interview. We have a bit of a hiccup uh, towards the end of the conversation, a bit of a power out uh, on his end. But uh, nothing that you can't handle, guys. Enjoy this interview. Let me know what you think. Jump on to thehiddenwhy.com. See ya. G'day, Chris, and welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. How are you today? Doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Joining me from Atlanta. Uh, actually, it's Atlantic Beach, Florida. Oh, but Atlantic it's Beach. Yeah. There you go. Atlanta's, Atlanta's about a four-hour drive from us, so you, you almost got it. Oh, there you go. Uh, I've never been, so excuse my ignorance, but uh, I've, I keep saying I've got to get over there at some stage, so we'll have to make that happen. And for sure. Mate, um, it's probably evening there for you. Uh, yeah, it's getting there. It's about 4 p.m. in the afternoon right now. Monday afternoon. Okay, great. Well, look, thanks for coming on the show, mate. You've got an in- interesting story, uh, very exciting, and I'm sure people are eager to to listen to it. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do now and, and how that journey sort of began for you. Sure. So I own a, a marketing agency. It's called Interchanges, and we specialize in, I mean, basically anybody who needs more customers comes to us, and if we uh, feel that we're a good fit for one another, we, we work together. So I'm uh, very excited about that. I started that out of my wife's dining room uh, about 18 years ago. And the re- the reason I knew it was my wife's dining room is because she kept saying you you have to get out of my dining room. <laughs> so <laughs> so eventually I did. It didn't take me too long, but uh, no, it's been a, a phenomenal ride. Uh, lots of ups, lots of downs, but we've we're very proud of the fact that we've been able to generate 1.4 billion dollars for our customers over those years. And uh, you know we we're we're experts at lead generation and branding and all kinds of other types of digital properties. So I started that 18 years ago. And and then also today, I, I kind of my passion and what I do, the majority of my, my day now is I coach people. I do a lot of executive coaching or performance coaching. Some would call it life coaching, I suppose. But um, I, got a, I got about 10 or 10 or 12 students that I coach on a regular basis. And fortunately, I've built the business so that it gives me the freedom to be able to pour back into other people. Yeah, excellent. Uh, and you have been mentored yourself by Zig Ziglar. I was. It was a, a chance encounter that happened in 1997. I was a marketing director for a group of health clubs. Um, I was stationed in Plano, Texas. And one day, one of my employees ran in my office, freaking out. And he <laughs> said, and he said, He said, listen, he said, you've got to take this next guy around and show him the club. And I looked back and said, well, thank you for the offer, but that's your job. Why in the world would I do that? (laughs) And then he handed me a driver's license and I looked down and it said Zig Ziglar. And then I I, I felt my heart drop to my feet and uh, I was shocked. I couldn't believe that my hero, my, this is somebody I'd been following for years. He'd literally Mm. changed my life through his 
his audio courses and his in his books and so for for you know literally I was a super fan and it just happened that he ran into my my health club that day so needless to say I I walked him around the club and I, I actually used all of his sales techniques to sell them and I started out with a needs analysis and built rapport and then I matched up all of his needs with our solutions and then we got into the closing office. And when we did, I, I said, well, Mr. Ziegler, it looks like you're a really good match for our club. I'm sure you would agree. Here's two different options. So I used something called the alternative choice close, mm-hmm. which was something that he taught as well. It's, you know, here, here's, you know, can pay monthly or you can pay in advance and get a discount. Which would you prefer? And as soon as I did that, he, he looked up through his glasses very intently into my face and he said, son, you know who I am, don't you? And I lost it like a Justin Bieber fanatic. Ah! <laughs> I, was, I was in awe of my, my hero sitting right in front of me. Something even more dramatic happened after that, though. He said, uh, Chris, he said, oh, you did a fine job today. I'm going to go ahead and sign up. He said, but I also need some personal training. And I had a light bulb go off. And I said, Mr. Ziegler, it would be my honor to personally train you and help you with your physical fitness three hours a week for free if you would agree to spend just one hour a week working on my mental fitness. And uh, he looked back across at me and he said, son, I like your style. And uh, that was the beginning of being mentored by Zig Ziglar. And I don't think there was very many people that had that kind of one-on-one access to him. The next 12 months literally changed everything about my life. The way that I thought, the way that I planned my goals, the way that I achieved, the way that I treated other people. Um, It was just a really exhaustive time with one of the most amazing men that had ever lived. And that's that's how I met Zig. Wow, what an opportunity. And you you grabbed it by the horns and and went with it. Yes, I mean, that was, goodness, that was 1997, so 20 years ago, 21 years ago. And, you know, I've not a day goes by that I, I don't, actively use his principles or teach his principles. So, you know, his philosophies have, I don't know where, where Zig starts and I end or Zig ends and I begin and (laughs) it's all become one after all these years. Yeah. Okay. So you went through his legacy uh, program as well. Yep. So I went through the Ziegler legacy certification. It was, um, he had passed away in 2012 Hmm. and, uh, not too long after I got a phone call from his son, Tom Ziegler, who's also a, you know, I'm a friend of the family's. And he said, Chris, he said, I can't think of anyone else that would be a a better fit for this program. You understand everything Ziegler. He said, uh, I would like for you to consider it. So um, I looked into it and I had to fill out, even though they knew me, uh, because of their integrity, I remember filling out a background check that was like a phone book. And I almost gave up because I hate paperwork. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I continued and finally got through it. And I was accepted into the program. So it's been since 2015, I've been legacy certified. And it's just a great honor to speak and teach all over the place. And uh, most importantly, I love to be able to give back the same gift that he gave me, which was the philosophies that have changed my life. Yeah, wow. That's awesome. And uh, so now you're actively doing that as well as uh, the Interchanges CEO um, working there as well, uh, which is incredible. You're quite a busy man. Um, you know, you'd be surprised if you if you build things correctly. And, and because, yeah. because of the training that I've had, hmm. I've learned to live a life of intention. And I've learned how to build goals and then delegate and build other people up. So you know, my, my time freedom is at an all time high here. I am 49 years old and I've got uh, more time available than I've ever had. So, um, either my people have done something incredible or maybe I contributed to that, but I'm, I'm just grateful that I'm in a place where I've got complete control over my life and I'm doing exactly what I want to. And that's, what's most important. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, oh, there's so many different tangents I'd like to go on with this conversation. It's going to be hard to uh, fit it all in. Um, the first thing I want to ask you is, is working with Zig, what, what stood out to you the most about him and his character and how he, how he, you know, worked with you? You know, I, I think you just nailed the word it's character. Uh, you know, Zig would preach and teach truth and honesty and integrity and all of those things. And that really is the first foundation of success. Uh, Zig has a saying, he said, there is no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. 
But before you even hit the stairs or the first step, you really have to be the right kind of person. Yeah. And for for him, being the right kind of person meant, you know, having integrity and being honest and being somebody of substance and trustworthiness. And he embodied all of those things. I had the unique opportunity of spending time with him when nobody was there. I never heard him say any anything ill-willed about any human beings, period. Uh, he was constantly encouraging. Even when I was out of line, he still had a way of putting me in my place in the nicest possible way. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was, uh, it was really incredible, um, having a mentor like him and, you know, like, like we are with our children, you know, it's, it's often what our kids watch us do that matters most versus what we tell them to do. And being able to walk in his footsteps, so to speak, for that period of time was just, it was an amazing opportunity and, and, uh, I'll, I'll forever be grateful for it. Yeah, it's uh, incredible. What an incredible opportunity. Absolutely. Um, so with, with his, you know, working with you, you said you worked with him for 12 months, um, back in 1997, I think you said, and over that 12 months, you went through some amazing life changing, um, personal development and growth. What exactly stood out for you as far as what changed, like, you know, from the start to the finish, I suppose. You know, um, I should probably mention to your audience too, because occasionally, especially the younger generation, doesn't know who Zig Ziglar is. Uh, Zig had impacted over 250 million people in his lifetime. He spoke in literally every country available, and he did all this without the internet. He was he was the quintessential top of the top of the totem pole. He was uh, an amazing. He'd written 33 books, countless downloads of his information, CDs, and all of those things. So just a little bit of backstory of who Zig was. Hmm. But uh, one of the first thing that he helped me out with is I think in our, one of our first meetings, he had asked me several questions and he looked over and he, and he said in his Southern drawl, he said, Chris, I do believe you have some stinking thinking. <laughs> and, and I looked back and I said, I do. And I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what he was getting at. <laughs> and uh, he really helped me see see myself for who I was and the challenges that I was having internally. So really, you know, the, the bottom line is, yeah, we have to work on our self-talk. We have to, you know, he, he used to say, people think self-talk is silly. He said, but I've seen people talk to golf balls. <laughs> go left, go right, slow down, right? But, you know, he helped me a lot with my self-talk. He helped me understand that I had some uh, mind knots is what I call them. I had a lot of mind knots that needed to be untied. And I think the biggest difference that he made for me was my self-esteem. And I didn't have a very good view of myself. I had believed a lot of different messages from growing up. And those weren't necessarily audible messages or, you know, people sending me an email. It was it was messages, things that I had believed growing up that uh, weren't healthy. So he helped me really untie a lot of those mind knots. Mm. And myself, my self-esteem began to grow. My confidence began to – and I was a pretty confident young man, but – I needed to build my self-esteem because a lot of my confidence was really bravado. I was really covering up for a lot of insecurities. So I would say that was the number one thing that he helped me with. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, his walk and, and watching how he conducted himself around other people and his integrity. And uh, there was, you know, a hundred other lessons in there as well. But those, that's what stands out the most. A couple of the important ones. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. And I think it's important for all of us around that, you know, mindset and really creating a, a healthy mental state. Um, something that's very challenging, and, and I still find that very challenging myself. Uh, and perhaps that's a, a good starting point. Perhaps you can share some some advice and some thoughts yourself on, on how we might begin to, you know, untangle those mind knots as you describe them. Yeah, you know, I think the first the first and best way is to find somebody that. You know, find a mentor, find a coach, find somebody that can actually bring you through a process of self-exploratory to understand. Oh, wow! I didn't realize I thought that way, or man, I didn't, I didn't realize that I had that negative thinking or those self-limiting beliefs. So, I think the more, the better it is, or you can, you can really make a huge difference, huge strides when you find the right coach or the right mentor. And that's why I believe in what I do. Uh, a couple things like that are practical, though, yep. is Zig used to look at me and say, Chris, how come you don't smile? 
And I said, what? I, I don't smile. I've been told that no, before. Yeah. yeah. He says, you don't smile. And I, and, and he said, look, I got a challenge for you. He said, the rest of this week, he said, I want you to have a grin across your face. Like you ate in a bit banana sideways. And, uh, I started, I started laughing. I said, okay, I'll grin. Like I ate a banana sideways. Let's do it. And, you know, it was amazing. Just that one little thing. I was smiling at people and I was saying hello to others and I was kind of getting outside of my own head, so to speak. Um, that was a, a tremendous lesson. Compliments, you know, complimenting different individuals on, you know, sincere compliments, though. You know, if I I would always hold back if I thought somebody was very articulate, I would hold back. And he said, no, don't do that. He said, you're, you're robbing from them. You're stealing from them. He says, give a sincere compliment if it pops into your head. So it was these little steps that I took. And I actually, in my, in my coaching, I go through 15 different steps to help people build their self-esteem, build their self-image. So then they have the right character and the right mindset so they can start climbing that staircase to success. Yeah, well, I love those couple of little things there. I mean, so simple, but uh, so challenging at the same time. Is there anything that um, stood out to you? Because I've been told before, you know, I didn't smile enough and, and it was quite challenging to try and smile and perhaps I still find it challenging. Um, but are there any techniques in, in, you know, how you overcome that? Like, is it just a matter of just consciously thinking about it until it becomes habit? You know, I, I think for me, I just needed to, like I said, get outside of myself and my goals and my needs and my everything, you know. And uh, Zig really helped me to see others, you know. So when I would walk into a room, I used to walk in going, oh, here I am, you know, I hope you don't notice me or I hope you do notice me. And then, you know, he told me that that was wrong thinking. He said, when you walk into a room, it shouldn't be here I am, it should be there you are. So getting the focus off of ourselves makes it a lot easier to smile, makes it a lot easier to strike up a conversation, makes it a lot easier to be curious about people or give them appropriate compliments. And, you know, this is all the the types of teaching that came through one of his programs called Building Winning Relationships. And I've carried that on and I I still coach all that information today. Yeah, okay. So take the focus off the the self and and put it onto uh, the the environment, the opportunity, the others that are there. Yeah, and I would say 95% of us, I think it's it's nature, it's normal, it's Mm. who we are. We're we're self-absorbed. Yeah. And, you know, so here, here's the things that end up happening to us if we don't pay any attention to improving our personal development. We become negative, And this is if we're not working on it, right? We become negative. We become cynical. We become self-absorbed. Um, we, we have fear. We have doubt. Any of these sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Of course, right? So the key is, okay, well, how do I become positive? How do I become an encourager? How do I become full of faith. I mean, those are the types of things that we really want to be as human beings. And the way to do that is to work at it. And that was kind of the missing element for me is I was like, well, I know it should be all those things, but how do I do it? Hmm. And, you know, of course it was really easy with him because he had an an entire process, you know, do this and you'll get that. So, but I I think just being um, our normal default position is just to go negative is to go backwards and uh, I think the people that have achieved a ton in this in this world have had to fight really hard with their own mindset and, uh, you know, becoming the person that they know they should be. Yeah, that, that um, piece of, you know, investing in yourself and your personal growth and, and definitely your mind health has been something that's been beneficial to me. But I can also understand that, you know, at times there's challenges in our lives, things perhaps aren't going our way. And it, it's so easy to become more self-absorbed when when those certain challenges do arise, like if everything's going okay, you can sort of, you don't seem to be so self-obsessed, but when, you know, things are going a little bit astray or, or very much astray, then, you know, it becomes very much self-absorbed and, and you like those things come about, you know, anxiety, negativity, all that sort of thing. Yeah. And that was, for me, that was probably my biggest battle that I had to overcome is, you know, because of my upbringing and, you know, I went through a divorce when I was 10 years old. I really didn't feel like I had parents from the time I was seven years old on. And I was full of anxiety and worry and stress. And, uh, you know, I kind of the messages that I received were if it's if it's meant to be, it's up to me. I can't count on anybody else. I have to do everything for myself. I have to survive. Yeah. And and by the way, I had a wonderful family. I mean, my my mom is amazing. My father. 
We have just lost Chris. Guys, we'll get him back online in one moment. Chris, are you there? Chris, I got you back online. Welcome back. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> we literally had a power outage. My apologies. A power outage. Uh, totally unexpected, but uh, not a problem at all. Chris, we were talking about um, the focus on the self, and I suppose just to kick it back off again, I'd like to understand, you know, on if I was to look at my life and say, look, I've, I've just, I feel that I'm so self-focused too often, more often than not, and it does bring me down. It does, you know, give me that negativity, et cetera. How do I start moving away from that? Um, you know, I think, I think the first thing to do is develop a, a habit of gratitude. Right. And I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anyone successful that doesn't preach gratitude these days, but there's a purpose behind it. Um, usually when we're focused on ourselves, it's because we're afraid of something. We, we fear the future we're, we regret the past. So there's a lot of uh, negatives that, that go with just thinking about yourself constantly. <clears throat> the, the more you can get outside of yourself and start, you know, looking at how you can help other people, the more, uh, the more you, you become self-aware and then especially if you can build in, like literally if, if you just wrote down three things a day, just yeah. three, wake up in the morning, take five minutes and write down, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my home. I'm grateful for my job. Next day, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my eyesight. I'm grateful for my clothes. But if you did that every day for 30 days, you would, you would start to number one, fear a lot less. And number two, you would stop thinking about yourself so much. You would start kind of waking up to the reality of what's around you and everything there is to be grateful for. Hmm. And uh, that's actually a task that I, I give a lot of my students and uh, I want them to follow it for a full 30 days. And usually they start out broad with, you know, these, these big things that they're appreciative of. Like I told you, my, you know, my family, my home, those kinds of things. Yeah. But next thing, you know, next thing, you know, they're starting to really identify, you know, man, I'm grateful that I know how to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm grateful that I have a cup of water, you know, and it really is, is very difficult to be self-absorbed when you're living in gratitude. Yeah, and that's a great one. And it's something yeah, that's very familiar out there as well. So that's a really good one. Do you just speak that? Do you do you practice that in the journal activity where you write it down as well? Yeah, usually with my with my students, my coaching students, I'll I'll have them write it down and then every two weeks I meet with them and I'll say, Okay, I want you to come back, but I want you to highlight five or six of those items that really stood out to you, some things that really surprised you. And, uh, you know, it's often a lot of times people don't realize how valuable they actually are. Hmm. And I've had uh, several of my students come back and, you know, the fact that they can see their eyesight was kind of a big deal. And uh, I, I actually heard about a story not too long ago. There was a, a gentleman who was having some eye problems here in Florida. He went into an optometrist. They diagnosed it as uh, gla- glaucoma, I believe. And they, they said they were just going to do some routine injections. And they did, but unfortunately, they mixed, they mixed up the serum, and they actually injected something into his eyes that made him go permanently blind. Hmm. And, you know, it was obviously a horrible, horrible hmm. scenario. And the, uh, the end result was he sued, and he got $33 million. And, you know, the question I would ask to you or your audience is, would you trade your eyesight for $33 million? Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think any sane person would say absolutely not. No. You know, so there you go. You've got a valuation of $33 million before we tar- start talking about anything else. And, you know, <laughs> when you start to realize, man, I am a really valuable creature. I'm a really valuable uh, human being. Yeah. Again, it starts to, it's, it's, um, it's perspective, isn't it? It it's, is. Yeah. It's, it's perspective. You know, I've, I've heard another, another saying where if you take one of those little ticks out of a, out of the woods and you put it on your finger and you look at it, it doesn't look very intimidating, but if you put that same tick under a microscope and you zero in on it and magnify it times 100, the thing looks like a terrifying monster. Yeah. And, and it's just a tick, you know? So, um, I know in my life, um, I was so consumed with worry and what was going to happen to me and what wasn't going to happen to me and all of those types of things. I had magnified the future into my life over and over again to the point where I, was, I became sick. I literally had a nervous breakdown because I was so full of anxiety and so full of worry. And a lot of that, again, comes from being self-absorbed. Hmm. 
and just thinking of self so much. And uh, I think if you can get the right type of perspective, it can make all the difference. Yeah. Okay. Great. And and so that journey, um, you know, coming out of that for yourself, um, the thing that I'm quite aware of, and I'm sure the listeners are as well, but it is often a, a, a very a gradual journey. You know, it doesn't happen overnight, and I think people lose sight of that. Oh no, I'm still working at it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't arrived. I don't want to make it sound like I spent 12 months with Zig. Uh, I'll tell you what he did give me though is he gave me a foundation to know the difference between what was right and what was wrong. Yeah, and I think there's so many people out there. The majority of human beings on this planet don't really understand that worrying is a, is a bad thing. Or living in the past is a bad thing. They just do it. And that's what I was saying before is we all kind of have this default position where we start at neutral and then we have the choice to either fight for it and improve our mentality or just gradually, naturally go negative. Hmm. And uh, I think that's why it's so important to have people like Mr. Zig Ziglar and other influencers out there that are saying, no, 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 no. Let me show you how to think. Let me show you how to fix the mind knots that you have and start untying those things. So just creating that level of awareness. Now, when you talk about what's right and wrong, you're talking in regards to what's right as far as the mindset and your, your way of thought. Yeah. You know, how do, how should I think? Yeah. You know, if I'm obsessed, and this is a true case for me, I was obsessed with retirement. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. And probably has something stemmed from my childhood. I think I do remember that, you know, my, my family would fight about finances all the time. And the message that I received at that point was if I don't have uh, enough money, life isn't worth living. Now that's not necessarily true. It's not true. So that was something false that I was believing a self-limiting belief that was holding me back, creating stress, creating anxiety, creating worry, and, you know, if that, that was a wrong thought. So mm. when you have people that can say, look, live in daytight compartments, this is something else I, I preach on a regular basis. You know, the Titanic, when it went down, the reason it went down is because it hit the iceberg, the hull filled up full of water, and then eventually it tipped and it went underneath the, underneath the ocean. The way that they make ship liners and cruise liners today is they have steel walls about every 10 or 20 feet and they become airtight compartments. Yeah. So even if it does hit an iceberg, only one of those airtight compartments is going to fill up with water and the rest of it's going to float. Yeah. And for, and for us, we kind of do the same thing, don't we? We, we don't live in those daytight compartments and we're trying to live in the future or we're trying to live in the past. And then all of a sudden we're exposed and our life fills up full of worry and stress and we sink. Hmm. So one of the principles that I live by and I love to teach people is when they really get this, this is life changing, by the way. Yeah. When you can really understand that it is not your job to think about tomorrow. It is not your job to think about yesterday. Yesterday really did end last night. So if you can put all of your focus and all of your energy into controlling just today, your life will gradually just improve. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so many different, uh, you know, I, I believe there's too many people out there that are just living with bad thoughts, bad thinking or bad habits, and they just don't know, know right from wrong. Yeah. And perhaps it's, it's a matter of, um, where do you start as well? You know, with a lot of people, like, I mean, there's so much going on in their lives. Where do they start? I mean, do they start with all their habits and try and clean up and, and dramatically change their life overnight? Or do they just, you know, take some time out and meditate and create some awareness and, and think about what they want in life. You know, I, I think people can get there, you know, one way or another, hmm. What I've always found though, for me is I don't, I'm, I'm very impatient for results. I've always been that way. <laughs> yeah. I, get that. I, I think for, fortunately I've, I'm in a, a career that rewards that, but <laughs> because of my impatience for results, I was always, I was always willing to get help because I knew that was the shortcut. Hmm. I remember my dad saying to me when I was very young, he said, uh, you know, son, are you always going to just look for the shortcut in life? And I looked back at him and I said, is this a trick question? Cause obviously the answer is yes. Hmm. <laughs> and he laughed at me and he said, no, 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 you have to have patience. And, da, da. and I understood what he was saying, but I believe the greatest shortcut in life 
is finding somebody who's already ahead of you, somebody who's already been there and done that, who's willing to invest into you and pour into you their knowledge. Uh, because most of my students, again, they're they're you know thriving individuals or they're business owners, they're doing they're doing well in different areas of their life. But the reason they hire me is because they want to expedite their success. Yeah, and I th- I think that's absolutely true. Rather than you know, personally, I have three coaches right now. Yeah, I've got a nutrition. I got a nutritionist that's helping me. I got a business coach, and I've got a marketing coach, and all three of them are helping me expedite and grow my business, or help you know build me personally. So uh, I think that's another phenomenal, uh, I guess, ritual or habit to get into. Is and Zig told me this years ago. He said, Chris. He said, if you can. I would love for you to invest at least three to ten percent of your entire income every year back into personal development. Yeah. Whether that's whether that's education, going to workshops, hiring a mentor, hiring a coach, books, uh, MP3 downloads, you know, you name it. So I still live by that, and I have. I've invested anywhere from three to ten percent of my entire income year over year over year, and I've never regretted it, not once. In fact, I'm, I, I'm excited to spend that money again in 2019. I'm looking for ways that I can spend that money again so I can grow exponentially. Yeah, and that's really important. I got um, that advice yeah, probably about seven years ago now, and, and it certainly is something that I never did, you know, personal development, but now I totally immerse myself in it, hence why this podcast exists as well. Um, it, it's been totally transformational and, and still an ongoing um thing that I just love to do. And I think that three to 10% too, I mean, if you look at your day, you know, the time in your day, you could invest three to 10% of every waking moment in your day towards personal development. That might be exercise or reading a book or whatever. Um, that's certainly going to change your life as well. Of course. Yeah. Now you talk about a lot about intention. Um, I love that word. And, and the word that comes to mind for me is purpose, uh, bringing a lot of purpose to your, your everyday life. How does that look for you? Like, what does that actually mean? Yeah, again, I, I don't know where Zig starts and I end, but <laughs> one, I believe one of his quotes was, it's better to be a, a meaningful specific rather than a wandering generality. Yeah. And I, there was so many years, I was just a wandering generality. I kind of was waiting for something good to happen to me. I was hoping that somebody would come and make me successful and uh, it literally wasn't until uh, my very best friend in the world, I was 25, I was depressed, I had, you know, a girlfriend had left me and I had all these challenges. And he came in and he kind of grabbed me by the shoulders and almost gave me a shake. And he said, he said, Chris, he said, nobody's going to give us anything in life. Nobody. And it was kind of that moment along with meeting Zig that really helped me realize, you know, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. I need to live a life of intentionality. I think Seth Godin said, build a life that you don't need to take a vacation from. And I've been on that quest for many years. And I feel like I'm just now starting to reach my potential, by the way. I've I've built a life that I, I enjoy, that I can't wait to jump out of bed every day. I'm doing the things that are right in my wheelhouse, the, the gifts and the talents that I have. And that's my hope for so many other people, too is I, I just am, am so passionate about helping people understand what it is that they were they're here for. What is it they're meant to do? Mm. And everybody, and everybody's a little bit different. But when you can tap into that, then you can go, okay, great. Now we know what you're here for. Now we know what your gifts are. We know what your talents are. Let's start creating a life plan that's long distance, maybe a 10-year life plan, a five-year life life plan. And then let's start working backwards all the way to the month, to the week, to the day. So we know exactly what we're supposed to do when we get out of bed in the morning to create that intentional life. Yeah. And it's it's a, again, it's a process. Yeah. But all the people that are successful have extreme clarity on what it is they want in life. You know, you look at guys like Elon Musk. And, uh, you know, anybody that's successful, these people are extremely clear what their mission is in life. Hmm. Yeah, really good point. Um, and I, I suppose that's that's a, the best place to start is getting really clear on, on what it is you want in your life. And then, as you said, go through that process. Uh, Chris, I feel like we've only just skimmed the surface of, of what you have to offer. 
However, we are coming up to the close of the hour and I want to jump into a few of these questions that I ask all guests. So let's uh, run through with these. And the first question is, Chris, what rituals or routines do you believe contribute to your success? Yeah, the uh, the first one that jumps into my mind is called Automobile University. Mm-hmm. I, I, intention, I intentionally have a, an office downtown. I live at the beach and I, I work downtown. I consider it the best of both worlds because I like the beach and I like downtown. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my office is exactly 30 minutes away from door to door. And every day I jump in my vehicle and I'm, I'm playing some kind of educational information, whether it's TED Talks, whether it's uh, motivational CDs, whether I'm learning about marketing or, you know, things that are important to me. So, you know, if, if you add that up, uh, you spend 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back, that's an hour a day. Yeah. And, you know, it's 365 hours a year if you were to do that every day. Uh, let's just say it's 200 hours a year. 200 hours a year of self-education goes a long way. And uh, that's something, a ritual of mine that I've, I picked up again from Zig and I've never stopped doing it. So constantly downloading the latest, greatest books or audio books. Um, and that's that's my preferential way. I'm an audible learner. Yeah. So I, I love to listen to as many audio books as I can. It's a great one. Love it. What advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Stop freaking worrying so much. I worried my brains out and, you know, I look back and 95% of the things I worried about, maybe higher, never happened. And it's only been now in my 40s that I've been able to relax and enjoy life and trust that things are just going to work out. So Hmm. I think that's, uh, um, I I think it helped a lot though, because I, I have learned some skills to kind of I wouldn't say master life. I don't know if I've mastered it, but I've, I've learned some skills that have helped me uh, know what I need to do uh, when things aren't going right. So just stop worrying so much. Yeah, that's great. And how would you define success? Gosh, you know, there's a lot of ways that people define success. I think for me, it's just it's maximizing the gifts and the talents that I've been given. Yeah. And. You know, I, I, I don't think it's a monetary number. I, I don't think it's, you know, how many buildings are I build or, you know, real estate investments. I think it's really just, am I really maximizing my talents, what I've been given? And uh, I think that keeps me motivated because I've got a good friend of mine. I don't know if you know Ed Milet. He says something amazing. And uh, really, I'm taking this from him and giving him credit for it, too. But he said, I believe... At the end of my life, 60 seconds before I die, somehow, some way, I'm going to meet the person that I was supposed to be. And when he said that, I almost fell out of the chair when I was interviewing him because I've never been able to verbalize what it is that's motivating me. But I think that's it. I want to be the best version of myself. I want to use the gift that I've been given, this body, this mind, this person. I want to use that gift and maximize it because I don't I don't want to take it for granted. I don't want to take life for granted. So can you imagine getting to the last 60 seconds of your life and then all of a sudden you meet the person you were supposed to be? Now, hopefully, if you've done everything the way that you're supposed to, you would recognize that person very well. It should be a twin of exactly who you are. But if you've kind of been lazy and you've procrastinated and you knew you had ideas that were good ideas, but you didn't act on them. I mean, those are all the things that really, I think, steal our joy and steal the person that we were supposed to become. Yeah. Man, that's uh, incredible. Uh, incredible. And I love, I love, I just love that story, actually. It just encapsulates it beautifully. And I think it really hones you back to, you know, being purposeful with, with each moment in your life. So you can actually live towards that, that state. So what one tool, skill, resource, or technique do you believe has helped improve your effectiveness or productivity the most? So I believe in consistent, consistent persistency. And what I, what I mean is don't, don't take any day for granted. Uh, One of the things that I do with my students, and I also do this with all of my employees is every day they send me their top five list of priorities So literally in the subject line of their email, it says top five. And then underneath, it's five bullet points. And these are like short-term goals. These are the five things I'm going to do to be the most effective that I can possibly be in my job. So if your audience would just 
you know, maybe find an accountability partner, a friend, somebody that they can email that to on a daily basis. It's very motivating. Yeah. Because, you know, like any goal, as soon as you write down a goal, your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between a real goal and something that's either been accomplished already or hasn't been accomplished. Your subconscious mind will just go towards the goal. So uh, I believe in goals so much, and that's a big part of my coaching business is helping people establish that life plan and goal setting and achievement. But one of the simple ways is just to hold yourself accountable daily with a top five priority list. Absolutely. Love it. If I was to serve you your last meal, what would you request? Uh, I'm very healthy, so I would have sushi, but a lot of it. And then, of course, I'd have some fried ice cream with it as well. Nice one. And (laughs) what activity gives you the greatest sense of joy? Oh, without a doubt, just helping other people win. I'm... uh, I get teased by my family often because I'm just so excited to help other people get to the next level in life or to win in life or to compete and then win. I'm just, I literally am obsessed with it. I I, I watch American Idol with my family and they're always laughing because they know I'm going to cry by the end of the show. I always do. (laughs) I just, (laughs) I tear, I tear up, you know, if someone, Working so hard at a dream, and then all of a sudden they become the American Idol or they break into the top 10 in the American Idol. Uh, but all those shows get me, you know, America's Got Talent and all these different things. So, you know, I, I think just helping others win is is just the greatest joy that I can I can possibly hope for. And uh, I'm, I'm just immensely grateful that I've been able to build a life and a business with amazing people all the way around me that have helped give me the privilege of helping others win daily now too. That's a great one, mate. What book would you pass down to your children or future generations? Just one book would you pick? Well, surprise, surprise. It's a Zig Ziglar (laughs) book, right? Yes. So (laughs) see you at the top is still just a life changing book. It's probably more relevant now than it was when he wrote it. And it just covers so many I've even discussed in this in this conversation, you know, self-esteem, uh, how to build winning relationships, how to set goals. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a 10,000 foot overview of the program mm. that I teach, but uh, the principles in it are just magnificent. Yeah, cool. It's a great book. I um, will stick it in the show notes, guys, so you can check it out there. I actually listened to it as an audible uh, version and that was fantastic because um, I could do it. I think I listened to it on a hike or when I was walking, when I was living in Japan and, um, blew my mind away. Um, the insight and wisdom that Zig shares in that. So, uh, yeah, again, I'll stick the links in the show notes and, um, yeah, take it from there guys. It's, it's awesome. Definitely worth your time. What quote or phrase would you text or tweet to everyone in the world? Well, you can have everything you want out of life. If you'll just help enough other people get what they want. This goes back to one of our original conversations is, you know, we're so self-absorbed and our needs take are paramount usually in our lives. But if you can get outside of yourself and start thinking of everyone else, life is going to work out for you. And again, that's a Ziegler quote. You can have everything you want out of life if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And that's the way I've lived my life since 1997 is I just want to be of service. I want to help. I want to make uh I want to do whatever I can to help others win. That's my goal. Yeah, it's good. What, or do you believe we all have a hidden why or a purpose? You know, I do. Um, I think people get confused sometimes because they look at one person's gifts and they see, they see that he has a purpose and he has a hidden why, so to speak. And often they think, well, I, I want to do that, but I'm not sure I can, or I don't know if I have the gifts for it. So people really need to assess what is their unique talents? What are their gifts? What are they passionate about? What do they do on their spare time? Hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions that you can ask to kind of go, you know what? Um, if there was a job like X, I would be great at it. And, you know, because we've all been called to different vocations And so I think comparing yourself to other people is actually an unhealthy uh, habit. Mm. So uh, don't compare yourself to others. You know, for me, I know I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I'll give you another example. My wife, 
is a brilliant woman. She's uh, very administrative. She's got a lot of different types of gifts, but her gift and her talent was to raise our three children. And, you know, often she would be like, oh, I just don't feel like I'm doing enough in life or I don't feel like I'm, I'm, you know, where is she? And I said, why? And she was comparing herself to all these mommy bloggers and other people that were out there doing, you know, fitness camps and things like that. And, uh, you know, once she realized that really she's doing exactly what she's supposed to be doing and she stopped comparing herself to other people, she started to really relax and, and get into a place where she was content and, and more ambitious than she'd ever been. So I think that's, uh, that's important to understand that we all have different vocations and callings in life. Yeah, and it's so refreshing. I think we need to be reminded of that um, constantly in this day and age too because we're so often surrounded by, you know, social media and all that and, you know, in a constant state of compare and it, it's, yeah, it's devastating uh, and, you know, totally guilty. I think we all are. So what does living life with passion and purpose mean to you? I mean, I think we've already covered that. I, just for me, for me personally though is the more I can help people, the more I can I can build – my business and myself into somebody that can be the best person to help others. That to me is living with intention. That to me is, is living with purpose. Um, I think one of the practical things, because when you say purpose and living with intention, it gets really foggy. It feels like a cloud, doesn't it? It's mm. like, well, what does that mean? How do you do it? But if, if I could just make one recommendation to anybody out there, if you really want to live with purpose, start with just three areas of your life. Um, get out a piece of paper, and at the top of that piece of paper, write down, who do I want to be? Grab another piece of paper, write down at the top of that, what do I want to do? And at the third, on the third piece of paper, uh, what do I want to have? Mm. So for me, I want to be a great father. I want to be a great husband. I want to be a great boss. I want to be a good influencer. I want to be a phenomenal coach all the things that I want to be in life. So you can see how this exercise pretty quickly starts to, you know, grow a good picture of who you are. What do I want to Well, I want to continue to build my business. I want to continue to travel. I want to continue to affect other people's lives positively. What do I want to have? Well, I almost have everything I need. I've got a beautiful home. I've got a really nice car. I've got a couple SUVs. I've, I've got real estate investments. So my haves are kind of running out. Um, my haves are more what can, what I can do for other people at this point. Yeah. But if you, you, you did just that exercise, who do I want to be? What do I want to do? And what do I want to have? And then use that as a dream list. And what I mean by that is take any barriers off. Don't overthink it. Just start writing down everything you can possibly think of. There's zero wrong answers. Now, once you've done that, there might be some things that you wrote down that are kind of unrealistic. For instance, for me, I wrote down one time, oh, I'd love to get a sailboat and travel around the world in one year. And that sounded like a really fun goal for yeah. me until my wife said, well, what about your wife and kids and business and employees and customers? And, and I thought, yeah, that's not really realistic, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so you can you can kind of uh, pare it down after you've written down everything you want to be, do, and have from there. But uh yeah, I, really I would like say that. that's a good, a good way to start finding your passion and your purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And just spending some time with that too. I think we don't spend enough time, you know, with planning and, and reflecting and, and visioning and dreaming and all that sort of thing. I think we get carried away in the busyness of, of life, unintentional uh, busyness. But, um, yeah, really good advice. And the last question, and then I'll let you go, mate, is what do you believe is the underlying motivation behind everything you do? Uh, you know, I, I really, this is a simple, very simple question for me to answer. It's, it's really just my love for God and, and knowing that my God loves me and then the love that I have for people because of, so, you know, I, again, I, I grew up self-centered, self-absorbed, you know, focused on me, 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 me. And, uh, I'm just so grateful that, uh, I had an, I had an awakening. I woke up and realized that, uh, the light, the world doesn't revolve around me. I found out two things. Number one is um, there was a God. Number two, I wasn't Him, hmm. <laughs> and that helped change everything for me. 
Mate, I love it. Beautiful conversation. Thank you. And again, I think we've only just skimmed the surface of everything that you have to share. So uh, perhaps we can do a round two sometime. But uh, yeah, just want to encourage the audience to reach out to you. And thank you for coming on the show and check out your work. How can they best uh, reach you there, Chris? Yeah, by the way, I mean, I don't do this often. I do have a little bit of time in June. Um, you know, for the first five people that are interested, if you want to send me an email to CEO at interchanges.com. Yeah. Uh, I'd be more than happy to do a free coaching session, uh, maybe 30 minutes or maybe a little longer, but at least a 30 minute coaching session with anybody who's interested. Uh, again, I love to help people out and I, I would, I would be able to do that for about five different people. So if anyone's out there listening, CEO at interchanges.com. If you want to find me on social media, pretty easy, uh, at Chris Patterson daily on Instagram, Chris Patterson daily on Facebook and, I think I got a Twitter and some other things, yeah. but Instagram, Instagram and Facebook are the majority, the ones that I use the most. You're out there online, mate. Well, thank you again for coming on. It's been a pleasure. And guys, check out all the show notes at thehiddenwide.com. I'll, I'll put all the links and uh, et cetera in, in the show notes there as well. So check that out. And uh, yeah, let's, let's connect. Thanks, Chris. Thank you very much. Really appreciate the interview, sir. It's been a pleasure. Guys, until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is lee manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon